Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. Our listener support campaign continues, and you can support the show on an ongoing basis at patreon.greatdetectives.net. But today our focus is on one-time donations. You can support the show on a one-time basis, support.greatdetectives.net, or using the Zelle app, send it to box13 at greatdetectives.net, or mail in a donation to Adam Graham, P.O. Box 15913, Boise, Idaho, 83715. And we have uh, quite a few options we'll send you as thank you gifts if you donate during this uh, listener support campaign, which ends on March the 11th. Uh, we will send you a free ebook that I've written, uh, several choices we have, um, Adventures of Powerhouse series, including Tales of the Dim Knot, Fly Another Day, Powerhouse Hard Pressed, as well as All I Needed to Know I Learned from Columbo, and All I Needed to Know I Learned from Dragnet, and what made the Golden Age shine. In addition, with a donation of $50 or more, we've got some great uh, DVDs, including the Michael Shane Mysteries Volume 1, starring the ever-likable Lloyd Nolan. You get four films, which also uh, come along with four many features on the making of the films and the history of the book, and that's available with a donation of $50 or more. We also have the complete series of Decoy, starring Beverly Garland as policewoman Casey Jones. A lot of never-before-released episodes, as well as the episodes that are under copyright, and we'll send those with a donation of $50 or more. A full list of available thank you gifts is at support.greatdetectives.net. And uh, remember, if you donate with Zell, send an email to box13 at greatdetectives.net to let me know what you'd like. Now it's time for today's episode of Boston Blackie, the original air date, March the 4th of 1947, and this one is The Fight Fixing Ring. 
Tell him I'm busy punching this bag. You're not too busy to see me, kid. No? Well, that's what, what you think. That's what I know. Stop punching that bag, kid. I want to talk to you. Get lost, will you? I leave without talking to you. It might cost you plenty, kid. Still want me to go? What's this about costing me plenty? I thought that would change your mind. Kid, you fight Savini Friday night in the arena. Right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you look good, kid. Look like you're in shape. Hey, never mind about me. What about you? Who are you? What do you want? Me? <laughs> I'm just a nice, quiet guy that wants to make you a present. That's who I am. A present of 10,000 clams. Yeah? What's the gimmick? Nothing. Huh? Nothing very tough, that is. All you've got to do is let Savini cop the Duke Friday night. What? You want me to throw the fight? You're out of your mind. Now get out of here and stay out. Go ahead, beat it. I got work to do. Work can wait, kid. Well, I'll beat... And don't get right hand happy with me. It just ain't right to slug a guy who offers you 10,000 bucks. I said beat it, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, you did. But maybe you didn't understand what I said before. I heard you and you heard me. Sure, sure. But I still think you're going to let Savini win Friday night. Are you crazy? Uh-uh. But you are if you don't do like I say. Savini, Friday night. I told you to take a powder, mister. There better be plenty doing. Better let Savini drop you, kid, or you may get dropped by something a little more permanent than a punch. And now meet Dick Calmer as Boston Blackie. Enemy to those who make him an enemy. Friend to those who have no friends. to have to drag you up to my apartment, Mary, but I have to get that report to Kingston in the mail right away. Just what would Charlie Kingston do without you, Blackie? Go broke? <laughs> Always get someone else to run it. Uh-oh, there's the telephone. And I know why it's ringing, too. Somebody's in trouble. Oh, now, Mary, not every phone call means trouble. Can you remember one that didn't? <laughs> sure, the last time you called me. But maybe you're right at that. Blackie! <laughs> Hello. Uh, Boston Blackie, please. Speaking. Blackie, this is Larry Dawes. Who? Larry Dawes, the fighter. The sports writers call me the kid. Oh, the kid? Yeah. You're fighting in the arena this Friday, aren't you? Uh, I don't know. I'm supposed to, but something's come up. I don't know what to do. What do you mean? Well, Blackie, this morning a guy offered me $10,000 to let Savini win Friday night. What did you tell him? I told him to get lost, and then he threatened me. And look, I'm not afraid of a right to the jaw, but I, I can't outpunch a bullet. What'll I do? Go to the police and fast. But that's asking for more trouble than I've already got, isn't it? No. You go to the police and leave the rest to them and to me. Look, do you know this guy's name? No, no, I don't. Oh, you said he'd contact me. Good. After you've seen the police and this guy gets in touch with you, arrange to meet him in your room. And from there on, don't worry about anything but putting Savini down for the count. Hear anything in the kid's room yet, Barney? No, nothing yet, Inspector Faraday. You sure the dictaphone is working? Oh, sure, sure. It's working all right. We tested it. It's 
Well, we ought to hear something soon, then. You better give me a set of earphones, too, huh? Yeah. Here you are. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen. Hello, kid. You're doing some thinking, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I have. That's why I sent for you. Sit down. Kate? You ready to listen to reason? Yeah, maybe. Now, what's the pitch, mister? The name's Larson. I gave you the lowdown at the gym. Yeah, well, there was too much going on. I'd like to get it straight. A school kid can figure what I want you to do, kid. Just take the first good smacks of any throws in the arena Friday night and don't get up. Did you hear that? Oh, yeah, what's yeah. in it for me if I do? I told you, ten grand. That's a lot of money for a young guy. Yeah, I know it is. And uh, what's in it for me if I don't let Savini win? You're too smart to let that happen, ain't you, kid? Maybe I'm too smart to hit the canvas for a guy who isn't even figured to land a punch on me. Now, look, kid. I told you at the gym, and I'll tell you again. If you like breathing... You better see that Savini wins. I've heard enough, Barney. Let's go get him. You bet, Inspector. Better have your gun ready. This guy with the kid sounds as if he might pack her on. Yeah, I'm all set. Here we go, then. I tell you, I won't do you it. You won't have to, kid. Cops, stay where you are. Oh, you no, are. I won't. No, you won't. All right, Barney, let's You go. don't have to, Inspector. I... I got him. Nice work, kid. Wow, what a punch you got there, kid. Do that to Savini come Friday, you'll be a one-punch fight. Yeah, thanks, officer. I'll, I'll do it. Savini's a fighter, not a fixer. And fighters I like to mix with. Did you post bond for Larson, Harry? Yeah, yeah, Mr. Thompson, just about a half hour ago. Good. And you ought to be here any minute. Well, I talked to him. He said he was going to his hotel first. But he'll be up to see you soon. He saw her. He saw I suppose he thinks I'm happy. Well, he didn't say how he figured you were feeling. Here he is now. It better be. Beat it, I want to talk to him alone. Okay. Uh, stick around in there where you can hear me in case there's trouble. I got you. Come in. Hello, Larson. Hello, Thompson. Oh, now, look. Take that sour look off your face. Things aren't as bad as all that? Things aren't bad, huh? The cops got me. What's more, they have all the proof they need to send us to jail. Us, Larson? You're having a little pronoun trouble. Oh, no, I'm not. Who sent me to the kid? You. Who told me to make my offer? You. Who's running this whole show? You. But who's going to take the rap? You. Oh, no, I'm not. Oh, yes, you are. Look, Larson, I'll be a fool. We just moved into town. Nobody around knows anything about me or any of the other boys. The only one they have a line on is you. Yeah, but the cops will put the heat on me. They know I'm not working alone. I think you are if you say so and keep on saying so. Oh, that's fine. That's great. Then I go to jail and you and the rest of the boys go get lost someplace. Well, get smart, will you? You won't get much for this two years, maybe three. Keep your mouth shut about the rest of us. You'll be well paid. How well? I'll take care of you. I don't believe in double-crossing anyone. It isn't healthy. Keep your mouth shut, Larson. Tell the police you're an independent operator. Take the rap, and when you get out, you'll have a nice bank account. All right, Thompson, I'll do it. But what about the kid? He's the real cause of all this trouble. Don't worry about the kid. We'll take care of him. We'll make a nice example of him, just in case the other pugs in this town believe that honesty pays more than we do. <laughs> Look, Larson, 
Yawn in my face once more, and I'll have them raise your bail so high the United States Treasury can't post your bond. Uh, is there a law against being bored, Inspector Faraday? Bored, are you? Well, if you're bored sitting in my office, you're going to turn into stone sitting in your cell up the river. <laughs> Look, Larson, I've got you. I've got the goods on you, and I can put you away for years. I'm going to throw the book at you if you don't talk. What do you want me to talk about? The birds and the bees? You know what I want you to talk about. Who's your boss? Who sent you to the kid to fix the kid's Savini fight? How big is your organization? Who's in it? How much does the answer pay? $64? Look, you're going to be put where you won't even hear a radio for ten years, unless you get smart and tell me... Tell me, pretty maiden. I'm tell me, you grinning idiot. Are you working for a syndicate, and who's the brains? Why don't you give up, Faraday? I told you 50 times if I told you once. I'm a lone operator. It was my own idea to go to the kid. The ten grand I offered him was to come out of my own pocket. I don't believe it. Here we go again. And we're going again and again until you tell me the truth. My dear Inspector Faraday, I cannot tell a lie. I did it with my own little racket. Now, will you stop asking me questions? Will you stop lying to me? Oh. All right, Larson, you win. But believe me, when you come up for trial, you'll lose. Hello, kid. Oh, hello, Blackie. Are you going to treat Savini the way you've been treating that punching bag? Yeah, I hope so. Trouble is, Savini can punch back. <laughs> Everything all right? No more trouble? No more trouble, Blackie. I'm sure glad I came to you. I didn't do anything, kid. All I did was make a suggestion. It was the police who did all the work. Well, anyhow, you gave me the right steer when you told me to go to the cops. I was afraid till until you said it would be safe. A lot of people in trouble would get out of trouble a lot sooner, a lot more easily, if they'd go to the police with that problem. Yeah, well, I sure got out of my jam with one punch. I hear Lawson's out on bail, though. Yeah, they're rushing his trial. The grand jury hears the case against him today. If he is out, it won't be for long. Ah, swell. You coming to the fight Friday night? Oh, nothing will keep oh, me. Yes, oh. Hey, what goes on here? Nice work, pal. What's the idea, you guys? The idea's good, kid. We want Blackie to sleep while we take care of you. Yeah. Oh, no, you okay, don't. Okay, chum. Blackie's out good. Not take this jack handle. Yeah. Let's go to work on the kid. And now, back to Boston Blackie. prize fighter known as the Kid is offered $10,000 to throw his fight the coming Friday. He not only refuses the bribe, but calls Blackie for help. Blackie sends him to the police, who arrange a meeting between the boxer and the gambler, and catch the gambler repeating the offer. Out on bail, the gambler goes to his boss, who tells him to take the rap alone, and he'll be well paid. Later, while Blackie visits the Kid... Blackie is knocked out by two mugs who then attack the boxer with a jack handle. As we return to our story, Inspector Faraday is throwing water in the unconscious Blackie's face. Throw some more water on him, Barney. Yes, Inspector. Come on, Blackie, wake up. Snap out of it, pal. Come on, come on. Hey, what am I doing? Drowning? You needed a little water to bring you to, Blackie. What were you hit with, the ceiling? Why, I... I, I don't know, I... Oh, hello, Faraday. You all right? Uh-huh, I think so. But, ouch! Something new has been added to my head. Now, that bump will go down. Yes, but not as fast as I did. He was the kid. 
They just took him away in an ambulance. An ambulance? Yeah, he was badly beaten up, Lanky. They must have used a crowbar or something on him. But he'll recover. I hope. Yeah, don't worry, he will. What happened here? Well, I... I don't know. I, I was talking to the kid when something hit me from behind and I went out. But I have an idea what happened. Larson? Faraday, we can pick up a dozen like Larson and still have nothing till we get the guy who's in back of this fix ring. How do we do that? It's going to be tough. Hmm. So is my beard. I need a shave. A fine time to worry about getting a shave. I'm not worrying only about a shave, pal. You know that barbershop in the Rostrum building? Sure, I know it. Why? I understand that anybody who knows his way around that shop can place a bet on anything he likes. I'm going over there, Faraday. Yeah? I'm going to that barber shop to see if I can find out who's trimming the suckers in this town. Next. Who's next? Hey. I am. Here you are, Barber. Shave. Once over lightly. No hot towel. <laughs> and no talk. Uh, no talk. In a hurry, eh? Here on the business? Yeah. Gonna be here long? That depends. Depends? On what? <laughs> the weather? No, it depends on how the action is. Hey, keep that soap out of my mouth. Oh, 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 sorry, sorry. You got a nice curly beard. Hey, uh, you, uh, looking for a little action? I might be. What do you mean, uh, you might be? Well, I'd like to place a few on that fight Friday night. The fight at the arena? Yeah. The kid ain't fighting, you know. Yeah, so I heard. Well, uh, look, I, uh, call somebody over if you like. I'd like. Okay. Hey, Addy. Addy. A fella here wants to talk to you. Yeah, what's he want to talk to me about? He'll tell you. I'd like to place a few on that fight Friday night at the arena. Oh, now, would you, Mike? Sorry, I don't know you. You could be the law. Oh, do I look like a cop? Well, the trouble with plainclothes cops is they never look like plainclothes cops. But okay, you ain't the law. So, if you ain't the law, now who are you? Just a guy looking for a little action on the fight Friday night. Who do you like? Johnson by a knockout. I got 15 grand and I'll take the odds. Two to one, aren't That's right. You mean he's a favorite and you like Johnson 15 grand with, huh? Now, you must know something. Or, uh, absolutely nothing. What do you have to be in this town, a genius to make a bet? When he's getting shaved, I'll let you know. Good enough. Where are you going? I'll write you a letter. All you got to do is be here when I get back, bud. I'll be here. Good enough. Hi, Harry. Hi. Hello, Hi, Harry. Hi, boy. Fifteen grand, two to one, huh? <laughs> come on, come on. Thompson speaking. Now, Mr. Thompson is Harry. I got a guy who likes Johnson to fight Friday. Likes him 15 grand worth. Do I take it? Who's the guy? I don't know him. Only, uh, he ain't the law. Okay, if you're sure. Lay him 30 to 15. Good enough, boss. Uh, we got about all we can carry on Savina now, ain't we? We're loaded up to the ears. Take that bet, but no more. 
Sure, boy. But what's up? I want to get paid, and then you and I and him are going to pay a call on Johnson. We're going to take out a little insurance on him not winning Friday night. There he is, boss. That kid with the dark trunks. That's Johnson. Ah. He don't look bad against that sparring partner. Maybe the guy whose bet you took did know something. Yeah, boss. Maybe. What's his name again? The fellow from the barbershop? Uh, Edmonds. Jack Edmonds. Never heard of him. Probably just another local yokel. Uh, I want to make sure. Get Johnson over here. Yeah, sure, Mr. Thompson. Hey. Hey, Johnson. Yeah? I wanted him yelled at. I could have done it myself. Well, what's the difference, boss? You wanted him over here, all right. Here he comes. Yeah, fellas. What's on your mind? Johnson, how old are you? Me? I'm 24. Why? How'd you like to be 25? Oh, sure, I'd the like to. The boss means I... he wants to give you a birthday present. He wants to be sure you want to be around for that birthday. Uh, what is this? I... Keep your voice down, Johnson. You know what happened to the kid, don't you? You guys? That's right. Now, we got a lot of dough riding on Savini Friday night, Johnson. You be a good boy and see that you take one on the chin, huh? You're the fellas who took care of the kid? That's right, and we'll take care of you two both ways. One way if you play ball with us, and uh, the other way if you don't take a flop for Savini. Well, now, wait a minute, you guys. I always fight honest. Yeah, I we know, we know. But what you ought to be, honest or healthy. We'll work over you like you were hit with a steamroller if you don't do what we tell you, pal. The boss ain't kidding, Johnson. The boss never kids. Well, Johnson? I'll just keep those mugs away from me. I, I don't want to get slugged some night when I ain't looking. I, I don't want what happened to the kid to happen to me. I, I got a wife That's and all I wanted to know. You get five grand for your end for taking a dive, Johnson. And uh, take it early in the fight on account of I'm uh, a nervous type. Here? Yeah, I hear. You won't have to be nervous. I'll take the dive. You see, I'm a little nervous myself. <laughs> Thompson? Just the preliminaries and the semi-wind-up. How'd you know my name was Thompson? I don't know you. You will before the main bat's finished. Take my word for that. My name's Edmonds. You're the sucker that bet on Johnson? That's right, only maybe I wasn't such a sucker. Now? Want to press that bet a little? I'm happy the way things are. Hey, the main event is going to be broadcast. There's Don Dunphy, the announcer. Hi, Don. Hi, Blackie. You got pretty good seats there, right in back of me. But then you always do. See you after the scrap, Don. Okay. Make it good so the kids at home can really know what's going on, huh? I'll do my best. That you do, that you do. Your top's in my book, Don. Thanks. I'll see you later, Blackie. Right. Blackie. That's right, Thompson. I just use the name of Edmonds when I make bets with sucker bookmakers. Boston Blackie. That's right, too. And it's about the last time tonight you're going to be right, Thompson. Champion of the world that has 
calling the two men to the center of the ring for instructions. This is it, ladies and gentlemen. The main event between Savini and young Billy Johnson substituted early in the week for the injured Kid Dawes. Incidentally, and before the fight starts, I want you fans to know that the kid's injuries were not as serious as first imagined, and he'll be out of the hospital in a week. Well, the two fighters are back in their corners waiting, and there's the bell for round one. He's out of his corner. He's trying to end it in a hurry. He jabs Johnson's head with a hard laugh. Johnson's backing away. Savini throws a ripping right. Johnson takes a right on the head. And now Johnson leads with a light left hand. But it's short. And Savini returns a solid right to the body. The challenger is staggered. He's hurt. Johnson is in trouble. Your boy isn't doing very good, Blackie. I don't know why you say that. They're back in the center of the ring. Johnson is hurt, but he's holding on gamely. Savini is moving in for the kill, but he's getting careless. His guard is down. There goes his right in a roundhouse. He waits. Johnson beats him to the punch with a right cross. He follows with a left on the jaw. And now another left to the pit of the stomach. And there goes the right. It's a modern version of the one-two. The one-one-two. Savini is down on one knee. Surprise, Dave. He's taking the count. I'll pick it up for you. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Savini is up. Johnson rushes at him. He hooks a right to the body, and now a left to the head, and another right to the jaw. A left to the stomach. Savini is starting to fold. Here comes the crusher, and the crowd knows it. A right to the chin, and Savini is down. Shut up, Lucky. There's the crowd, but you can forget all about it, folks. That is, if you can hear me above all this noise. It's six, seven, eight, nine. That's it. That's all. The fight is over. It's Johnson by a knockout. Dirty double cross of that Johnson. I'll take care of him, but good. Where are you going, Thompson? I'll take care of that Take right... a look around you, Thompson. What? Huh? Where? See the man on the other side of you? Inspect the Faraday's men. So what? They got nothing on me. Nothing but a transcript of the threat that you made to Johnson when he was training for this fight. You're finished, Thompson. No, I'm not. I'll get over the row of seats. I wouldn't do that if I were you. Those guys in back of us haven't moved, or haven't you noticed? They're Faraday's men, too. What? You think that fighter you bet on got knocked out? Wait till you find what happens to you. Blackie? Yes, Murray? Uh, I just finished reading in the papers here where Inspector Faraday's men broke up that... that betting ring that's been trying to fix fights. Not only fights, Mary. That gang came to town with the idea of fixing every kind of sporting event. But Mr. Thompson and his entire organization are now definitely out of business. And it's a good thing, too. Though, you know, maybe the fault is with people, Blackie. Maybe if they wouldn't gamble, there wouldn't be room for people like the Thompsons. Oh, it isn't people, Mary. It's the gamblers who try to fix your it things. It is, too, the people. They're the ones that are at fault because they bet. People shouldn't bet. People shouldn't ever bet. Well, sometimes, Mary, there are extenuating... There is no excuse for people betting on anything ever. I think you're wrong. You do? Yes, I do. Well, I'll just bet you a new hat I'm not. What did you say, Mary? I said I'll just bet... <laughs> oh. Oh. I see what you mean. Well, well, at least the Thompson betting ring is busted up. And uh, I think for good, too, this time. Yes, it is. You see, Mary, when I placed that $15,000 bet, Thompson began to worry a little, which is what Faraday and I wanted him to do. Mm -hmm. Well, he wanted to be sure the money he had on Savini was protected, and he tried to get to Johnson, which is also what we wanted him to do. In fact, Faraday had men and... A dictaphone taking down everything Thompson and his two stooges said when they tried to intimidate Johnson. 
And then there was nothing to it but just to pick up Mr. Thompson at the fight when he told you he was going to get Johnson. Well, there was a little more to it than that. Faraday worked on Thompson's two boys, Harry and Pete, and got them to indict the boss, even though that wasn't really necessary. The recorded conversation between Thompson and Johnson was enough. Well, Blackie, then I guess you could say that Thompson tried to fix a fight, but uh, wound up fixing his own wagon. Mary! Oh, I know, I know. This is Andrew from otrwesterns.com. I wanted to invite you to come take a look at our site where we put out podcasts of old-time radio westerns. Check us out at otrwesterns.com. You're listening to The Great Detectives of Old-Time Radio with Adam Graham. Now let's get back into the show. Welcome back. Well, we hear so many fight-fixing stories on this program, it seems like they all pretty much go the same. This one I like did a few things uh, differently with the fighter legitimately coming to Blackie for help and Blackie actually urging calling in the police and saying that uh, people need to call in the police more, despite this series constantly painting the police as somewhat incompetent. 
Once again, Thompson is one of those crooks who really just pushed his luck way too far and should have known better. There's a con inconsistency in the show in that sometimes Boston Blackie is famous and other times he can just go in wherever without really much effort to disguise him. Uh, and he really shouldn't be able to do that in the underworld of his home city. All right, well, listener comments and feedback, and have a comment regarding the uh, Florence Wells murder. David says, this episode confused me. So the actress boosts the maid out through the window and then leaves the dressing room disguised as the maid. But why doesn't the actress just get the maid to help her out the window? I guess there's the problem of how she gets back into the dressing room, but it still seems that it would be easier to either just have the maid help her back in through the window, or even just disguise herself as the maid going back in, in which case she'd only have to dress up as the maid once instead of twice. Uh, and Joe replies, thank you for writing that out. Save me the effort. Seriously. And how long does it take to remove shoe polish and reapply 1940s uh, makeup? Nope, I am not a Boston Blackie fan. Sorry. Uh, well, this is a, a fair point. Uh, the way that the murder was done in that case, or was attempted to be done, was not very uh, economical on time. And there was uh, a phase, and I think there are probably still writers that go through this, that the uh, mystery writer sits around and thinks up of a really ingenious ways to commit murder. Uh, and they think up some that are so ingenious that when you actually really break down, they're moronic because of how much extra work they put you through. Frank Stout of Nero Wolf, he went through a phase like late 30s, early 40s, where he really fell in love with these sort of Rube Goldberg machine-style murders. And it's really clever that the writer thinks of that. However, these sort of murders, there's so many moving parts and so much that can go wrong that they're only doing it this complicated so that the writer can feel clever about it. And I would say to Joe, it probably took a good deal of time to apply and remove the makeup. And it would probably be more than just shoe polish that they were putting on for disguise. Because you're walking past a bunch of theatrical people. And they can tell the difference between someone who is in blackface and an actual black person. Although, for ease of the mystery, they may just go with shoe polish. But you're, you have a fair point about the complicated nature of this and it just being unnecessarily so. Thanks so much for the question. All right, well, that will do it for today. Listener support campaign continues. Support the show on a one-time basis, support.greatdetectives.net. It's truly appreciated. Send your donations via Zelda Box 13 at greatdetectives.net. And remember, with a donation of $25 or more, we'll send you one of either Colonial Radio Theater's Father Brown Mysteries or their Perry Mason Mysteries. They're great and really manage to capture the feel of these great characters. Uh, and we'll send that via iTunes, so be sure and send along your iTunes email address if you're interested in that option. 
All right, well, that will do it for today. Send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. Johnny Dollar tomorrow, next Thursday, Boston Blackie from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham, signing off. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.